0: podcast
1: welcome to welcome to the dirty sports podcast with dandy boot the entrop
0: welcome to welcome to the dirty
1: sports podcast
2: welcome to the dirty sports podcast i'm andy ruther coming to you live from the smut shack in dennis beach california With my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano.
1: You didn't even say up front. A very special episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast.
2: I was waiting for you to say that.
1: Oh, okay. Thank God I'm here. That's why you're here, Joe. A bonus episode. We owe you nothing, but we give you extra episodes. That's
2: right. A a very special bonus episode. In fact, it's our casual exclusive (laughs) episode with Tommy Dewey.
0: I'm not giving this kind of shit to anyone else. It's just for you guys. The stuff,
1: the the, the deep dive we're going to do today is only for the Dirt Boss. Tommy Dewey returning to the show. You guys know him from his fantastic uh, Go 90 show, Now We're Talking. And big thanks to the Dirt Boss for supporting that show.
0: Um, actually, my, my partner in crime on that one, Tug, is here in the kitchen
1: just <laughs> hanging out. He follows me everywhere. <laughs> Tug Coker is here, dude. He he. I've recently dubbed him handsome Matty Goldberg because he's just ha- he's hanging around the dirty sports. I like it. He's just or, he earlier just today. Days. He was
0: like, "What do you think those guys are doing today?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> talk. You know what? I Like talk is that he's really embraced the dirtball fam, so to speak, really and, and they've embraced him. Talk. Did you want to? You want to take my mic here for a second? You want to hop on? I mean, you're, you're sitting in the kitchen, staring at my wall. I think you should hop on
0: and just grace us with your presence. We've announced the title of my show, and Tug's already getting involved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I was just episode. waiting to be asked over. Thanks, Andy, so much. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, just want to say shout-out to the Dirt Balls. This is the TC Minute. So much going on in the sports world right now. Shout-out to... Uh, Ben Gundy and Mark Jackson talking about desserts. Shout out to what –
1: what else is going on out there, Joe, in the sports world? That was a great one, the dessert thing. Oh, great, I mean, great. Mark Jackson said shots fired at the end of that. <laughs> that, was, that made my life. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the latest I got for you guys
0: at Sports Illustrated, Seth Davis no longer with the magazine. So that's the inside scoop. That's all I got from you. It's a TC Minute here. Your Dirty Sports official Dirty Sports sports media correspondent, Tug Coker. Shout out to my team. What up? Later.
2: <laughs> he's quick and he's efficient.
1: I love that we have a Tugs our sports media correspondent. We didn't get an update on his own sports media. Like what's going on with what's your what's going on with your own show, guys?
0: Well, uh things are looking good. To do more now we're talking. Um we're uh we're putting our idea caps back on and um um hoping to bring you a uh, a new season pretty soon. Still still details to be ironed out, but Canada um Stay <laughs> Canada loves us? Yeah. Oh yeah, I just tweeted about uh, the Banff Media Festival. They've nominated us in the um, in the short format category, and um, yeah, it's been a good year for now. We're talking. So what is what is the Banff? Banff. I just like to say Banff. Um, It's a
1: lovely town in Canada. North of Calgary, <laughs> and they—I a uh, hundred percent think Andy thought it was an acronym for something. Oh no. like, What is Banff? It's <laughs> stand for? Is B- that B- like the British American? I did North I did. Festival <laughs> f- Award. <laughs>
0: it's a it's a town of very creative, clever people. Uh, no, they do a big international television festival there every year. To be honest, uh, I don't know much about it, but uh, the more I look into it, the cooler it seems.
2: Will you guys be headed to Banff?
0: Tug's going. I'm busy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're, you're a big star. I mean, I mean, I mean, Tug's Tuck, got a little extra time on his yeah,
1: head right? that's that's why that's do. why he's here today. <laughs> exactly. We, we, we're we're here to talk casual. We're
2: here to talk casual. Now, when you came on our show in December, I had not seen an episode of Casual. Oh, okay. And after you left, no lie, I binged
1: like a motherfucker. It's a good binge. It is a great show. Yeah. And then Andy called me or texted me multiple times within the first four days of him binging he was like this show is so good there's so much sex on this show yeah which uh to me i was just like okay andy's a creep um but then i watched it and i binged the whole thing too i binged your what you're this is season three that's about to start right
0: yeah season three uh next tuesday may 23rd we dropped the first three episodes
1: oh Uh, so you're uh, right so they were both both full seasons were out, so I was able to binge two full seasons in like a couple of weeks. But now you're dropping what three episodes at a time? Well, no, we we are starting hard. Got it <laughs> um, for season three,
0: crazy hard, and then crazy hard, and then we're uh, we're easing up a little and doing one one a week. Okay, cool. uh, two. I, I I don't know when the finale will be, but we do we do thirteen a season. The good news is, I think we've created this new breed of viewer that likes to they won't even get on board with the show until you can binge a lot of it yeah. and i think we just hit that point I, you know i'm hearing from, from a lot of people that are now discovering the show because there's what there's 23 of them to watch and 13 more coming so it um it's finally to a level that it really uh, your investment really pays off in the show
2: now for those who haven't watched it and if you haven't uh fucking get on hulu right now and start watching what describe the premise i want
0: you guys to shut down hulu with the traffic we would love to uh, yeah, I'm dirt, ball, that dirt balls, there. call to arms right now. We yeah. want Hulu shut you down. You Failed
1: us on the subscription thing because apparently typing a review on iTunes <laughs> uh, was too much for you. <laughs> this is a one-button click. Go to Hulu and watch Casual. For God's sake, shut it down. Shut um, it. Binge I, it. I yeah. want. I want somebody I want you to, to binge it I so also hard. Want, I also want a dirt ball. I'm going to call it out right now. I want a dirt ball to live tweet a binge of the first two seasons in preparation for season three. I want one. Very special dirt ball. Somebody, somebody, be the phoenix to rise from the ashes here, and be the person that gives us a running uh, tweet of a binge. If, of the if first you do, two if
0: you do a running commentary for my show, I will get involved, uh, no a, question. And they can find you at Tommy Dewey. At Tommy Dewey says. Tommy Dewey says that's right. Um, because some jerk took Tommy Dewey. Um, <laughs> some other Tommy Dewey. Yeah, how dare someone have my name?
2: So for those who haven't seen the show, just set up the premise just for our listeners so that they know what's going on.
0: The premise is pretty simple. Divorced mom, played by the wonderful Michaela Watkins, moves in with her kind of ne'er-do-well brother, um, who it's uh, implied that uh, he tried to commit suicide a few weeks prior. Uh, Kind of a tortured guy. That's who I play. guy named Alex. Uh, he runs a, a kind of Tinder-esque dating website, but his own life is in shambles. It starts there, but then you've seen it. It goes into a bunch of different areas. But at the center of it is this really fucked up, dysfunctional brother and sister um a relationship that I, I i don't think i've seen anywhere else in tv i mean it's a that's that's really the hook of it is that weird relationship and then it goes into other corners of stuff but it's really you know a modern sex comedy right it's like about how sort of weird relationships are and how hard they are to kind of maintain in this in this age we live in and and i think that's what drew me in
2: um you know when i'm watching it i can your character Alex, there's so many, and I told you this last time we we all hung out for lunch. There's so many elements I can actually relate to with with my own dealing with online dating and girls. And I'll go through phases where I'm just fucking a bunch of random girls, or a phase now where I'm completely off the
0: radar. Are you still is, cold? Are you still you still cold turkey right now?
2: I haven't had sex in over six months. God.
0: Extremely casual. Yeah. <laughs> You're keeping it a little too casual. <laughs> a little too casual. <laughs>
2: Although that point is kind of uh didn't
0: the didn't the lead singer of Weezer do this for a while? No, I didn't know about that. Did he do I that? I think he I think he went uh, abstinent for a while because he thought he made him more creative, but I haven't heard from Weezer in a while. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure if it worked out.
1: Well, Reverse Cuomo is still thusting his own process over yeah, there I, in the I Weezer mean, studio.
0: I mean,
2: look, I think it's definitely made me more creative, but Joe knows I reached my point last week. I knew it because I had an awful. I got, I got destroyed during a roast battle at the comedy store, oh, and shit. I went straight to CVS and bought condoms. I was like, I'm. <laughs> I'm getting out of this. I'm finding something to fuck in the next
1: week. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've reached that point. But a very safe. I like that you already have a safe approach to you coming off. You're like I'm going. I didn't go straight to a whorehouse. I went straight to CVS and bought condoms just in case. <laughs>
0: just in case. <laughs> You're so riled up. You're like, God damn it! I'm going to have some responsible sex <laughs> yeah. fairly soon.
2: But my point back to the original <laughs> thing I was trying to say, <laughs> as far as your character Alex on Casual, it's like I. It is modern, and and you said that. You don't see that in these shows and any sitcoms or any dramas you don't see what I think is an actual real take on dating in 2017
0: I think it's unflinchingly honest like they're not afraid to make Alex look like a genuinely bad guy sometimes that you know the challenge for me is to sort of bring him back from the brink and make him relatable um it's like you know I think and I've spent a little time in that in that writer's room they they go to great pains to say is this real Uh, you know or are we just kind of doing something to be funny or doing something to make the story work so it's a uh, you know it's a painstaking process i think for them to really get it right and I th- that's why the show you know I, I already explained the hook i guess the the third piece of it i should say is they're together as brother and sister they're kind of raising valerie's teenage daughter who's the great tara lynn bar who's great in the show but really you know the the premise is pretty simple it's it's the experience of watching it um that i think is unique the the tone of it is really unique
1: yeah like you were saying I, th- I th- What hooked me when I first started watching was, you know, you create this app, this dating app. And I think it was the first episode or second episode or something like that. Spoiler for those of you who are just about to start binging. But you use your own app. You use the kind of the back end of your own app to set yourself up with really hot chicks. Yeah.
0: I mean, talking about a dirt ball, I, I, literally, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: literally just rigged the app to just feed me women.
0: Uh, yeah. Snooger. Uh, Snooker. Yeah. <laughs> great app name, by the way. <laughs> it is a great name. I think they tried to clear about 25 other names that, that, I mean, there's so many dating apps
1: that would come back and say, no, that already exists. That's you an can, actual app. Yeah. But then, you know, as I started watching the show and you, you know, the, you, you use your own app to, to feed yourself women. I was like, okay, This is, you know, this guy's going to be kind of the Hank Moody on Californication. He's just Mm -hmm. like this, you know, unflinching, just womanizer. And, you know, just a couple episodes more into it, I was like, no, there's so much more depth to this. It's not just one. And I like Californication, and I, I thought that show was great. But it was like you know his lighthouse was always just more pussy yeah. and you there's a lot more depth and a lot more realism and and I think that's what's great about casual it doesn't go into caricature sex yeah. yeah it's real you know you're watching and you're like okay this is real
0: well i'm glad you said that i think i think the the sex and all the sort of projects that alex takes on you know is all to sort of cover the, uh, or, or run from the demons. I mean, this guy is pretty tortured. So, I mean, I think he has, you know, he, it's not like he doesn't enjoy the sex, but I think a, a lot of it is him running from his past and dealing with his weird familial relationships. I mean, if you've watched it, he's got a really screwy relationship with his dad. You know, that starts to come out. Uh, um, yeah, It I mean, it digs pretty deep. It's a true dramedy, uh, you know, as much as I sort of hate that term. I mean, it, it, it's got great belly laughs, but then it's got, you know, some heart to it, if if you dirtballs are willing to you know reflect a little and look inside yourselves. And, and good luck with that. And, but but even your
2: relationship with Michaela Watkins, you know, with her character Valerie, I mean, would you would you? I'll I'll be honest. I'm borderline uncomfortable watching it because it's like almost borderline weirdly like incestuous. Would you agree?
0: We, we, yeah it, i mean the goal is to is for that to speak to how dependent they were on one another as yeah. kids because literally their parents are in the other room like having an orgy so they're locked in a you know locked you know in the basement or something kind of enduring um whatever's going on upstairs the uh you know our goal is to stop short of that but to make you uncomfortable i mean uh, the xander layman this guy that um created the show brilliant guy um He said the way he framed it is he wanted it, at least in that first season for the audience to root for the brother and sister as a couple, but then feel really weird because they were rooting for it. Which is a crazy way into a show, but say like you find yourself wanting, want not wanting her to move out, wanting them to kind of spend time together because they've got this kind of unique relationship. But then, w- like when you get a little distance from it, be like, why the fuck would I think that? Yeah. They, need, they need to go on. Why and, would I want them to keep doing this? <laughs> right. So it's challenging in that way, but it, it you know uh, it should it's it's never going to get that creepy,
2: sure, but that's what I'm saying. And what you described is exactly how I feel when I watch it because I'm like, Man, and I don't have any sisters. I was
1: about to say, I was like, I think this has to do with your lack of a sister. You're like, If I acted like this with my brothers, it'd be really creepy. But
2: I've even no, but even with my sister in laws, I know I felt the time where my brothers, I'm like, Dude, you because I'm very comfortable, Jonah. I'm just honest, my whole life's an open book where I've been told, like, Dude we we love that you're tight with your, my wife, but you're saying things about your sex life and you're revealing, like, Andy, <laughs> yeah. you can't be telling, you know, everybody, like, about some fucking skank you fuck Like, dude, there are barriers here that you are just breaking all the time.
0: Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, the stuff makes me squirm a little bit, too. Just talking about sex, uh, you know, Alex talking to Valerie about sex, even some of those scenes make me squirm a little bit because I, I actually do, like, I come from, you know, a, uh, a a good, you know, God-fearing family in, in Alabama. Like, we don't, you know, we sort of bury things. so sure. I, 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 These are not conversations I have with my siblings.
2: Now, I, I got to get to, you know, I got to get to the meat of the sex stuff.
0: Yeah. The, 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 the meat of the sex So stuff. many questions
2: <laughs> in my mind. Okay, because <laughs> you're in a lot of sex scenes. I am. Now, is it? How like how do you prepare for that? Do you get uncomfortable for that at all?
1: Keeps you fit. I'll tell you that much. I remember you saying that at lunch. You're like, I have to have fake sex tomorrow, so I'm gonna go. I had a salad. The, you had in there, salad. You know, I mean, I like to eat, but when I'm in
0: season, when I'm in season, it's 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 it's, it's be in paleo, fighting, fighting shape, because <laughs> yeah. you
2: know you're gonna be on film. Now, are you getting boners? Like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, <laughs> like,
0: like,
1: no, we can go, we can go there. I uh, I don't. I, I mean, like that I, Andy didn't say erection. By the way, welcome to the Dirt Sports Podcast. You get yeah. boners. I boner is somehow less
0: creepy to me than erection. (laughs) Are you erect during these things? The no, I use a lot of double sided tape. It's all very pressed down, and there's like a little sock over the thing. Uh, I tell you, it's somehow more embarrassing than being naked because you just look like like a Ken doll with no penis because it's flesh colored, and you know you catch a you catch a shot of yourself in the mirror, and it's like it's it's upsetting. Um, and I'd assume, with obviously, you have a whole crew
2: there. it's yeah. And you have obviously all the cameras, everything. It's, but that's why I wonder because obviously, I'm not an actor, but I wonder when you're awesome. doing those scenes and you're with all these attractive women. In my head, I'm thinking, well, dude, am I going to be just getting a massive heart on?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I've heard that some people I don't know, do. You, Andy? you know, I think it's, it's to each their own. I, I do not. I'm too, uh, like, conscious of the people watching. Um, so I don't really go there. Not that you don't have any chemistry with your co-star, um, but I just that that just hasn't been a thing. And Not, then knock on wood, when when, when it comes no to your co-star, <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you when you have a sex scene with somebody, do you have that like I just imagine you guys go over to each other's trailer and talk beforehand and like, hey, so we're doing this today, everything. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny sometimes because.
0: Uh, you know i'm i'm there almost every day right but you have guest directors and you have guest stars and for that so sometimes even the director is like how do you want to do this so, you know and so i feel like the old you know the old dirtball who's like this is how we're going to do this
1: yeah. <laughs> you know she's going to tip my dick to myself <laughs> she's going to be the <laughs> doggy style the position
0: yeah i mean it's it, it almost becomes too too easy too quick but the um yeah, it's always very choreographed. Very rarely is it just like, "Let's roll and see, what, see what happens," you know. But uh, uh, because everybody's kind of sensitive to it, we have a great crew. We have a very respectful crew, and and all, all only essential personnel are you know in in the room at at the time. But um, um, yeah, I don't um, it's um, it's awkward. It's also this is the first time I've really been ex- exposed like this, and like in the pilot of the show. I walk out of the room naked, you know, and it felt like such a point of no return. And my, you know, I'm like, all right, this is on the internet forever here. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let's hope my, sure.
0: Here's my ass. You have a
1: Mr. Skin page now.
0: For the world and my future (laughs) children to see. Yeah. I get, I get a little social media stuff thrown at me sometimes that I really can can never unsee, but would like to.
2: As far as Just like like gifts that have been made
0: and whatnot. Yeah. Gotcha. It it upsets me that those have been created. (laughs)
2: But you, but what, what, I'm sure. Oh, you're like you're a good looking guy. I'm sure. Gr- do girls send you creepy tweets oh God, and stuff? Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> um, the, um, you're a good
2: looking, in shape guy sitting on the
0: smut couch. Um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're creepy. You get the occasional f- fan fan mail.
1: Do you have? Uh, do you have any standout um, like stalkerish fans? Do you have anybody that you're like, okay, uh, let's keep an eye on that one no well here's the thing i i don't th- i
0: don't th- in reality no i'm so paranoid that if i hear from someone a few too many times they're probably just like the show right and, and want to reach out i'm like i i gotta make sure my um address isn't public I mean, maybe think about a you know think about moving <laughs> right <laughs> i just uh, i just i just assume someone's going to show up at my house and and you know stab me to death but i think it's i think people just appreciate the show <laughs>
1: <laughs> well my favorite part of the show a little bit more innocent than Andy Andy loves the sex scenes
2: don't uh, just pin it on that. I love the whole show let me yeah.
1: say something about the sex hopefully re- we always try
0: in terms of the sex scenes it, there's kind of two categories of them there's some that play for humor and sure um and I think those work really well. We go to great pains that there's some kind of weird element about it that that points out the sort of funny side of sex. And then when it plays for romance or, or drama, we try to do it in a somewhat unique way so it doesn't look like one of these boilerplate things that we've, you know, the kind of sex things that are, seem like they're pre-shot and used in 10 different films, you know. So we, we try to get it right, and uh, I don't think it's gratuitous. Second season, I don't know if you've gotten to yet. I got to I shouldered a lot of the burden of the sex of first season, but Michaela she gets the yeah. second season. She gets busy in that second season. Yeah. Yeah. It w- it was a little reversal. I tell you when I get competitive is when the the dude guest stars come on and and show their asses. Um I want to be the top ass on the show. <laughs> As you should. Right. So like when a Kyle Bornheimer comes in, I'm uh, I'm watching carefully to make sure that there's some flaws.
2: <laughs> you're critiquing his ass yeah, to, gotta, to make you gotta, sure yours is better. you to
1: make sure you're the star. Tell, tell the people yeah. on post. I
0: mean, it's weird. I show up for her sex scenes just to kind of <laughs> check the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nothing creepy about that at all. That's not
1: true. My, my favorite part of the show is, uh, the Dirtball listeners know, I'm a bit of a clothes whore. Uh, shout out to Flag and Anthem, by the way, who I'm mm. ro- I'm rocking their gear mm. today. Yeah. But your selection of cardigans on the show incredible.
0: is incredible. It's so incredible. You should see my, uh, I mean, they call it a closet. It's just like a hanging space in the big wardrobe kind of warehouse. Yeah, the the that, that rack of cardigans is a sight to behold.
1: Uh, I want to know, is that, was that like a personal choice where you're like... Uh, he's going to wear a lot of cardigans. Was that something that was a, a costume person's decision?
0: Yeah. I mean, I get, I get to, I get to weigh in a little on it. I think uh, originally it was a Jason Reitman who's one of the executive producers and directs, um, it's kind of the in-house director for the show. This is, if you, if you guys don't know who it is directed up in the air, Juno, thank you for smoking. Like, you know, multiple Oscar nominee guys, which is one reason the show is so sort of specifically, um, cool in a certain way. Um, yeah, He... I think when I when I met with him I was like wearing a button down or something. He felt like I was a little too pressed down, like a little too kind of yuppie looking. A so preppy. he was oh. like we got to cut against this. So you're going to grow that shit beard that you see uh, in the show, which I do. I can't grow a beard to save my life. Uh, and we're going to put you in some like loose, kind of frumpy clothes, some but casual then, wear. But then I took to, those things are so it's I, I go to I go to work and then dress down. You know, I put on like sweat shorts and a cardigan and, and spend the day in that. I, I I love it. I've taken to it.
2: I think what... Joe's trying to get to is Tommy. If you go to Flag and Anthem dot com, <laughs> we have a great selection of clothes to choose from, and the best part, right, Joe, is that Dirtballs and Tommy Dewey, even yeah. even stars like Tommy Dewey, get a twenty five percent off. My God, their first purchase. So if you want to drop some of that casual money, yeah. You get twenty five percent off your first purchase. All you gotta do
0: is put in "dirty sports." I'm in. Mean, I'm a big fan of this shirt. Thank you. That's, that's nice, yeah. right. It's like a little flag and anthem. Yeah. And
1: I'll say, when they had their winter stuff up, I tried to get a uh, cardigan inspired. by do a cardigan, a whole look, and it was sold out. Uh, but when they when it comes back around for fall, I'm getting it so I can get the uh, so I can get the Tommy doing a casual look. Maybe, maybe we should set maybe up. Maybe I should do a collab with them on the cardigans.
2: That's what I was just about to say. Maybe we should set up some sort of collaboration.
1: I think that's. I think it's already been set up.
2: Flag and anthem. Flag Tommy. Anthony, Dewey, are you
1: listening? Dewey, we have anthem <laughs> like jo- flag. Tommy <laughs> like Jordan was yeah, to Nike. Get you a signature,
0: yeah, a signature card again. I like the way we're thinking right now. I'm I'm wearing their khakis right now. I'm these are flag anthem. Well, and you guys look great.
2: You know, it's 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 all in the clothes, man. I you know we have this process that it's not thrusting, it's not trusting, it's thusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
2: It's, it's it's a long story behind that. Now, okay, so... Yeah, the
1: long story is Andy misspelled thrust. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and so it turned in, it turned Very into... Very long story. It, so about to justify a missing it, r- it's a word creation. Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, Prano, I, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I got to ask you, though. I, th- I think we should each go around the room if we have any. Your character, Alex, creates a dating app. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a horror dating app story or a funny dating app story of your own?
0: You want to hear a terrible secret?
1: I have never used a dating app. Never, never used one. It
0: goes back to my paranoia. What kind of that actor
1: are you? You know that Daniel Day Lewis would have been living on Tinder for months prior to being on Casual. I know. And i watched like, I'm two, not even going to
0: look I, at one. I watch a lot of Dateline NBC. And I just <laughs> feel like I'm next, uh, so I stay away from stuff. I also, by the way, I don't know that I, it's. It feels like. Uh, I, I'm, I'm scared of the learning curve. I, like I feel like there's a way you put yourself out on those apps, and because I never did it, it's like it's like a show you want to binge that you like you miss the boat on, and like you're unwilling to revisit. I I don't like I feel like there's too much to learn at this point about how you put yourself because it's all lies, right? Well, so <laughs>
1: you were already you were already working in, on some big shows. You were on uh, the Mindy Project and stuff like that, where yeah. that's pre Tinder. So suddenly it's like, hey, I know that guy. You don't want to be, hey, I know that guy on a dating app. Oh, no. You just want to be like, hey, that guy's cute.
0: No, and then they've got that Raya thing, right, for, like, quote-unquote celebrities. Yeah. There's there's an app called Raya.
2: Oh, I don't know about this.
0: I don't know about it either because I haven't done it. But it's, like, it's people that don't want to be the, hey, I know that guy on one of the more peasant apps. Yeah, like Bumble. (laughs) But um, although there's plenty of celebrities that I know that still crush the the Bumble scene, but the – yeah, I think this one's exclusive, and there is some kind of screening process. I am the worst person. Yeah, my no.
1: A, a friend of mine up in San Francisco, like, was working for them or something like that, and was like, get on there. So I went on. They're like, you've been waitlisted. So apparently, I the Dirty Sports has not risen my fame to the level of waitlist is riot pretty good.
0: You might get in though.
1: But now I am off all the apps anyway. So me too. I Although-
0: what. Well, so what? So what do you do? Are you also abstinent? No,
1: no, <laughs> I'm
0: abstinent. But uh, <laughs> yeah. very nice. Um, but it's it's. I mean, I just maybe I'm old-fashioned. I have no, just always prefer to like either meet someone at a, at a bar or let let a friend set you up that knows both parties. Like I, yeah, yeah. a blind date has to be done very specifically. But it's I think addictive. if someone if a, a, like a savvy guy or girl knows the both of you. And thinks it might be a good match. I think that's actually a pretty good way to meet people.
2: I think it's great too. I had never you like I had never used Match. I never used eHarmony. I never used any of those. And then I got on Tinder, and it was so easy. Like, and, I, and I'm not. I'm it not takes like, the fun out of it. Like the first week, I banged three different chicks just like that, and I was like, okay, this is really simple. Yeah. And then and then it turned. Joe Joe knows. Like, and then I went through. I went through just a phase. It's like crack. Where yeah, then yeah. it turns into like, how many girls can I fuck? Yeah. And I I deleted every... you were live tweeting
1: the dates. Yeah, I live tweeted one.
0: Oh, man. Like in front of her or were you sneaking off to send the tweets? Basically in front of her and she didn't know. It was bad. Tommy, I was a terrible person. No. (laughs) Did she find out about this live tweeting ever? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Dude, I'm talking like live tweeting, like post period bloody sex sheets. Oh, yeah. Like pictures. It's your
1: greatest Twitter moment. You you kept her anonymous, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was nice. Well you put you put her picture up.
2: Oh no, yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, you put her picture up. You just you just didn't say her name right
2: now. Dude, I like I again like
1: So yeah, he didn't Did she try to take out a hit on you or something? I said that's what I said. I was like when she finds out she's gonna kill herself or like get really mad at you. She
2: yeah. called me. She found she found out it it went like viral enough mm. that she found out at work mm. through a coworker it was like, dude, was some dude like live tweeting you on Tinder or live tweeting your Tinder date? Cause like yeah that's rough, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, did you take down the tweets
2: yeah i took I okay. took down any any pictures with
0: her for sure, but
2: like that's what I'm saying.'d
0: like, be f- awful, you'd be a truly bad person if you doubled down, and you' were like, yeah, I did, I'm not fucking taking them down, yeah. But
1: but it's I've been pushing for him to do it on Bumble now. It's just like we need a return of this.
0: There's there's been a big push for me to
2: go back to doing but that was that was I know it's gonna sound crazy, but just three and a half years ago, everything's changed. No. like I don't think it would be a big deal. Oh, some guys It wasn't li-
1: even Snooger three and a half yeah, years Snuger
2: ago. Yeah,
0: Snooger didn't even exist. No. I mean someone should actually build Snooger, it's a pretty <laughs> good algorithm. The fictional version of it.
2: What, what's the fictional one again? Can, do you remember? Or can you remind me? What do you mean? What's the fictional version of Snooger?
1: No, Snooger is figurative. No, I,
2: I know, version. but I'm saying,
1: like, what's, what's the algorithm? What's the real-life version? No, what's the algorithm? There's like- no actual algorithm. It's a fake app on a TV show, Andy.
0: <sighs> yeah, no, I'm just saying that it, like, <laughs> yeah, I
1: sorry, couldn't, I couldn't even tell hey, you. They didn't, I actually didn't want build you to it. get caught down that wormhole, so I just <laughs> tried to <laughs> nip it in the butt. <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks. Although, he does, uh, at the yeah, you no, know he doesn't have a twin brother that's in a casual relationship with, and then... Even right? I know, know, but I didn't know. I
2: will say
0: this: Alex pitches an enhancement to the app, which would which would take your Spotify, uh, the porn you watch, and a couple other things, uh, pull all that together, and then select (laughs) dates for you, which is not a bad idea.
1: And they're already, and that's like you can link your Spotify to Tinder now.
0: Oh, you can. I think so.
1: Or your, I know you can link your Instagram to all of them. I would never
0: want someone to see my. I have the most eclectic and largely terrible music taste. Uh, I wouldn't want anyone give me, to see give that. Give me a range here. I mean, I'll listen to some Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the low end. You can do okay. yeah, Alabama, I mean, I, I, but... I think they're great, but, you know, a lot of people in L.A. don't love pop country. Anymore. Sure. Neither do I. I mean, I'll also love, like... Right now, I'm listening to a lot of Chris Stapleton, which is more kind of roots okay. country. Love the Highwaymen. You know, I lo- you know Willie and Merle and all those guys. Um, I... um. I will listen to some Sia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, you just went from country to SIA. Okay, you know That's what? Pretty much the whole range.
2: Let's have a confession. When I used to work for Lance Bass, all those gay dudes love Sia. It finds its way in my workout mix all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's I, yeah. like yeah. I like, it's like like running,
0: like, it, it'll get you fired. It up. like
2: influenced me and she's actually really good.
0: Yeah. Well it's been she fun, can, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I've now I'm exposed. Where do you? There's some good. And so that's the range. There's some good shit in the middle.
2: (laughs) I just picture uh, Tommy going from like Brooks and Dunn to like two chains. Like, like, where are we going here?
0: Oh, yeah. I got all that on there, too. I'm all over the place. Yeah.
2: Do you do you guys think that?
0: Remember old thing back? They all all, uh, uh, Biggie. I forget. They've done a remix of it recently, which I, I loved. I don't know. I don't we know if I know need, that. We need to get off of this. Just, I'm not, I'm not going to score any points in this category.
2: So, what can we expect in season three of Casual?
0: Season three cranks off with uh, Valerie having moved out. So we see Alex alone for the uh, for the truly like with with you know in an empty house for the first time. So he he immediately goes to work. Speaking of the, you know Alex loving a. Uh, <laughs> loving a uh, a project, he turns the house into an Airbnb, um, but being someone who doesn't suffer fools like he, he can't figure out how to make that work uh he also realizes that he's pretty broke so we see alex truly having to do the nine to five thing for the first time he's been pretty lucky guy in the first couple seasons but yeah he really implodes his world at the end of the second so he has to go to work with a bunch of millennials he fucking hates that you know uh and so i i would say that this season is i think the show's always funny you know for my money but the uh it's probably twenty four five percent more comedic this year um there's still some you know heavy stuff goes on um especially near the end of the season um but um i think it's got a uh it's sort of paced up a little more this year him him going to work great guest stars this year chase crawford comes by the show shows his butt um i haven't seen that footage yet uh <laughs> the uh judy greer i don't know if you know judy greer great actress has you know been in a, i
1: feel like a, she's been on everything 100 great everything episodes. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: she plays my love interest in sort of the second half of the season she's got a
1: kid so it's me
0: seeing sort of testing the waters you know in that uh respect and um what else happens? Kyle, who's Michaela's sort of steady in the second season, comes back a little bit. Um, Eliza Coop, who was in the first season, uh, was my was my gal in the first season. Comes back for
1: so she was the one with with the boyfriend.
0: Um, yeah, she Got was it. the one with the open open relation. Um, first day meeting her, we were naked. That that's when it gets tricky if you if you have someone you work with someone a couple of weeks then you can kind of be like oh we, sure. got, we got that scene coming when it's you know first day first scene uh, that's a, that's that's never not awkward
1: i bet and then there's i mean on the show you've had episodes where there's a girl that you have a sex scene with and then that's it that's her only appearance on the show yeah what is, what's that like when you're just a hired gun to show up and be naked and you're like hey thanks for being here
0: yeah, I mean I always feel I always want those people to just have the best experience. Like can I get you something from Crafty, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: Cuz I just
0: feel like I wish we could give you more to do. Um here's a cardigan as a parting gift.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have so many of them.
0: Yeah, that that situation especially me. Yeah, exactly. They usually get a cardigan and and a,
1: like the Derek Jeter gift basket. So this
0: know? is real. I was just talking as that's exactly what I was about to bring up. The Derek Jeter um next uh, morning after parting
1: gift. We think
0: this is true.
2: I mean, there's just been so many rumors of it through the
0: years. Where did it start? Did some girl out him? Yeah, I would assume yeah, some so. some girl outed
1: him as like... And apparently the person who... Del- he had a driver, and the driver would take them home. So, you know... They they meet at a club or a bar or whatever, and then his driver would take mm. them to. I believe he lived in Trump Tower, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And And uh, and then they would leave, and they would go down, and his driver would be waiting to to return them to wherever they lived, and he would have he ha- he probably had a trunk full of baseballs, right, and, or pictures or whatever, and that they would get handed, you know. Oh wow, I was thinking there was. I was wondering if there was like a variety of of gift
0: baskets depending on his experience right that's that's
1: that's interesting like yeah. you
0: might get a cheese wheel if it was okay or you might get like you know the 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 bigger the bigger basket with a couple of bottles of it wine was, it was apparently crackers. all crackers.
1: memorabilia of hits <laughs> too. Oh, no, like yeah, it was no. baseballs and pictures Bobbleheads. And yeah <laughs> By the way, I think we just came up with the Flag and Anthem uh, product place. We need like a guest star gift basket. When the girls who come on the show will have your signature uh, cardigan in there Mm -hmm. and a couple of other things, and they can leave with uh, a basket courtesy of Flag and Anthem and Tommy Dewey. I think that's great. Hopefully Flag and Anthem is listening.
2: They they will. And hopefully, uh, here's another idea. We do not put in the gift basket. Unlike Derek Jeter, we do not put herpes in that basket to give them. (laughs)
0: Oh, that That's was good. part of the Jeter basket.
2: Yeah, he's he's apparently, there's a the massive herpes tree going on, which whatever, like, you know. Wait, Jeter has a new steady, right?
0: Yeah, he's got a wife he's now. He's married oh. to uh, Hannah Davis. Hannah Davis. Oh, so I'm, am I thinking of A-Rod who's with uh, J-Lo now? Yeah, A-Rod's with J-Lo. That's a hell of an acronym mashup. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, well. A-Rod's just making his rounds.
2: Yeah. I mean, a- A-Rod, I mean, he dated Madonna not that long yeah. ago. Like, like old Madonna.
0: Yeah, these guys do well.
2: These guys get whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not getting that, that Tommy Dewey poon, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call it. Tommy Dewey poon.
1: Oh, man. Something about the word poon. But just, <laughs> it's just a little tough. <laughs> Boner better than erection. Poon not better than the vagina. Yeah. Um, this is
2: by far your, you know, you're doing all these interviews to promote the show. This
0: is by far your most serious one for sure, right? Well, that's why I had to get over here. I knew we would go, we'd go deep.
1: You've done it. You've done a ton of press. For, There's something about for doing this think. show
0: that every, I've chosen my words very carefully, everything you say, uh, it like, becomes a sexual double entendre on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if I said this on, like, the radio yesterday, I'd be like, we really go deep on the show. i would just go, you know, go without comment. But I'm like, yeah, that's a sex thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what that says about me. Now you see how hard it's been not to have sex for six and a half months.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you did it. Uh, but congrats, and I look forward to hearing about what the next couple of weeks
1: hold for you.
2: Well, it's not going to be good. It's not <laughs> going to be good for some young lady. It's just not going to be good.
1: Hey, I think it's, it's time for us to move this into a studio. I think this couch and the ba- – I just don't think I want to be here after you come out of the – Oh, this place is gonna be a war zone. Come off the bench, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, here's what, here's what I want to
1: do. Okay, I had this idea.
2: I used, when I was on SiriusXM, I, I had this game called uh, Celebrity Prude or Freak, mm-hmm. where we just we say a celebrity's name mm. and we discuss if they're gonna be a prude mm-hmm. in the bed or a freak. It's really simple, guys. I, I th- these these were the groundbreaking things that I was writing yeah. for Lance. You've already Bass.
1: explained it too much. Okay. But I think but this version
2: is better because no. we're a sports show. Right. So we're going to do Dirty Sports
1: Celeb pruder Freak. But so these are all going to be sports related celebrities or at least loosely.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll just go through cuz I think we're going to have different opinions on these uh, on these ladies. We'll start with we'll start with Kate Upton.
1: Oh, my favorite.
2: Currently engaged to Justin Verlander, mm. as we know. How many times she's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit? A talking. few times. But is she how is she sexually? I am gonna start it off by saying I think she's wild.
0: I uh I actually I concur. And and that is based on did it? I might be making this up. There was a uh, there was like kind of a viral video that made the rounds where she was she was dancing in a bikini. Then the top came off at some point, and that was as I understand it just like a voluntary meet up with some friends and shoot this little video thing. Yeah, of course, maybe I'm just uh, I'm a victim of some marketing campaign. <laughs> but it felt like if you just sort of voluntarily go have a little fun, uh, close off dance off. That uh, I think that speaks to freak- freakdom.
1: I'm I'm jumping on board. We're going a clean sweep on the freak, but it's also a dancing thing. I just think I've seen her Dougie on you mm-hmm. know Instagram, and I've seen her dancing on TV. It's like she's got moves. She's got enough. Yeah. For, she's got rhythm where it's like you didn't take dance classes. On I know I know what that move is. I think you're right. I think that uh, if you if you haven't had dance training, but
0: can dance, it speaks well to uh, what you might be able to do. Um, wasn't the
1: there
2: wasn't there the nude leaked photos with her and Verlander too?
1: Yeah, I think it's some and she photos? was like giving him double finger birds, covering her tits, and the whole thing.
0: But I, I think there was. Why do people do this? <laughs> why do people do what? The nude photos. F- I, famous people should not be taking nude photos.
1: I say that all the time. Uh, you know, a lot of times I get I get uh, you know we all get negative about maybe our own career and stuff like that. But I know I still believe in myself a little bit because I'm like I'm not sending a dick pic ever. Because just in case, you know? Yeah. Maybe I do make it one day. I don't need my dick on the internet. Also, it would take me just hours to get the angles right.
2: Yeah, well, there's a it's lot a of work. But see, this is better. where I disagree, fellas. Because uh, as Joe knows. you've given up on your career a long
1: time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you think it's hot? Because I don't even think it's that hot. No, no, no.
2: It's not hot. I don't, I don't send. This is my motto, and this is what I tell guys. You don't send a serious dick pic.
0: Oh, we talked about this. You put it in, like, a plate of hummus or something. Yeah, like something
2: (laughs) weird. Like, I mean, there's a picture of me doing a Mangina from college on Instagram.
0: You know what might be a fun idea would be to get, like, a a cornucopia of fruit, like 50 different fruits and hydrocock somewhere in there. Just kind of a Where's Waldo kind of thing. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. do you
2: write any of the episodes of Casual? That should be in an episode of season four. On you Casual. know what?
0: I'm going to do a little self plug. Michaela and I did write the eighth episode this year, which was really fun. Oh, do. nice! Yeah, not to take us off this uh, this track. No, but, no, no. Uh, Don't. Th- what was? Stay that? tuned for uh, 308, especially the eighth episode, third season. What was like, written, What was that
2: experience like?
0: It was great. I mean, look, I love hanging out with her. She's become one of my best friends in the three years we've been doing this show together. So it was just an excuse to spend more time together, and well, you know if. if actors that can write have an advantage in that like if they get stuck they can just kind of act it out for one another and see if sure. it works you know
1: um and not only can you write you're an award nominated writer mm,
0: yeah tug who left unfortunately got really bored with what uh what i had to say and i got a wga nomination writers guild nomination for now we're talking check that out too if
2: which if, i demand a recount on that by the way tell
1: Yeah, as you should. How long until... Before we move on with Pruder Freak, how long until we get the uh, directing cred on your own own episode of Casual? I got to jump
0: in there. We have such good directors on the show, like literally Oscar-nominated directors, uh, that... You really don't want to show up with anything less than your A-game. So it would be, you know, A, a I'd have to be invited, and then B, I'd really want to be super prepared. But uh, that, that is the next uh, bridge to cross, though. I mean, yeah. you know, I've been a writer for a while, an actor. Any, so of these,
1: I, any of these shows, like, eventually. Yeah, I mean, I was just watching. I Nashville. need a retirement
0: plan. Yeah. You know, I, you know this is a, a pointing <laughs> to my face here. It's, a, it's ephemeral, so. <laughs> you want to get back to Prudent Freak? Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's stick with the supermodel. Let's do uh,
1: Giselle. Mm. This is int- Tom Brady. That's an interesting one. Is is she Or is he Mr. Giselle Buncheon at this point? I don't even know. Is she freakish? I'm gonna i I'm gonna
2: find am I'm gonna see somewhere in between. Like she's not total prude, but
1: she's not a big big freak. Well, that's yeah. just I mean, now you're just disregarding the whole game.
0: Prude or freak. I'm gonna go this may be a cop out too. I'm gonna say that it is kind of um case dependent. Like I bet you like a Super Bowl celebration. Okay. I, I mean, I think I I um I don't know Giselle by the way disclaimer. Um, <laughs> I bet you uh, like uh, she's like a celebratory freak, but then like you know on just a Wednesday and uh, May probably probably not.
1: I'm going prude, and I'll tell you why because. Uh, when the Deflategate thing happened mm-hmm. and Tom Brady destroyed his phone, yeah, they claim you know a lot of the Pats defenders were saying the reason he destroyed his phone isn 't because he was cheating he isn't because he was texting people about Gate. it 's that he didn't want uh to get caught having done you know having been texting with some other girl uh. or or in a relationship with somebody else, which begs the question like if Giselle we we can all agree Giselle, Giselle's super hot i mean she 's a super mom. she 's a massive supermodel. Yeah. If Tom Brady is, needs other poon to steal an Andy phrase, uh, then Giselle, then she's gotta be approved. She was a freak and she looked like that. Tom Brady's not texting other girls. So I'm going prude. Fair point. I think she does. She's so hot. She does just enough to like, you know, she's too hot. Like if you're that hot, you don't have to do that much.
0: I didn't know the little nugget about the, the, the other, the conspiracy theory about the phone destruction. By the way, it's got a. That's a. That's that's kind of a red flag. the The phone. We don't need to get. It, you go down this road, but like, I always thought it was hilarious that he just destroyed, like yeah. physically destroyed yes. his phone. Yeah. yeah, agreed. I mean, There's, no one does that unless right. they're guilty. I've
1: always. I said mean, that. maybe
0: lose it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: why does it need to be like <laughs> crushed i've always said that to the people who like kind of cuz we take a lot of shots at at the pats and boston and yeah. stuff like that and and they always go claim oh you know the wells report ended up not proving i go next time you're on your phone and your your wife or your girlfriend goes Hey, who are you texting? Just throw your phone in the street and see how she reacts. <laughs> see what conclusion she jumps to yeah. by you throwing your phone out the window when she asks what you're looking at. It feels like a real a, a real
0: rookie crime move. <laughs> I mean, dude's on yachts all the time. Just drop it in the ocean.
1: Yeah.
2: Why are we... I feel like it's like a, something out of a cartoon where you, the, the yeah. you take the hammer and they're just are banging. What
1: are you doing, Brady? Yeah. Just put it in one of your Ugg boots and hide it deep in your closet. Like... Yeah,
0: I feel like it's something like Nick Cage does in a bout of mania in w- w- any of the hundred movies <laughs> he did yeah. last year.
2: Here's one. Here's a good one, I think. Since you're a big Bama guy, prude or freak, Nick Saban.
0: <laughs> he's such a prude. He's got to be right. Do we know, or is Nick Saban just, just a here,
2: total Here's the freak? thing.
0: I don't. I here. Here's here's a, here's what I think. It's whatever it is. It's the same every time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a system. It's all part think, of the system. It yeah. may be. It may be. It may be great, but it's. It's. Um. It all. It's all in line with uh, what the program
1: is. I think it's great just because he's coming very, very prepared. He's watched video all week. He's, you know, he's watched tape. He, he knows, knows the strengths. Strategies. Knows the weaknesses. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. I I bet he's
1: I also think Nick Saban has had sex exactly as many times as he has had children, and that's it. Like I don't think he's got time. He's got four kids, he's had sex four times. The rest of the time he's just (laughs) watching tape.
0: Yeah. Or watching tape during
1: Yeah. He didn't know (laughs) he didn't know the election had happened.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. He literally had no clue. He was just too busy recruiting.
0: Man, to be that disciplined, what I would have accomplished. What we all would have accomplished. Yeah, it's You'd incredible. Have, you, there'd be a Tommy Dewey statue
2: in Tuscaloosa, not a Nick Saban one. Mm. Just think about Still that. Still
0: time <laughs> <laughs> outside the like Drama Center, which is well, I don't know where that is on campus.
2: <laughs> I would love to see the Drama Center. Well, I didn't go there at but Bama. Did wait. you? Did you? Obviously, you're a smart guy. You went to Princeton, but what, what did you have any like a state school like Bama at all on your radar?
0: Yeah, I did. I mean, in fact, the second I got to Princeton and and went to. um one football game not to not the princeton tigers i was like what have i done <laughs> uh and, and a lot of my freshman fall I went to visit a friend in, in austin a bunch just to like be a part of the big college thing ultimately princeton being ended up being really cool for a bunch of other reasons but but i had oh, my whole family went to alabama so i i'm definitely the the black sheep in that respect uh, but the um uh so yeah, I had Were an you in I a, had an inkling to do it, but I just wanted to like try something new, get out of get out of town.
1: Were you in a supper club or whatever they call an eating, club. An I eating was, club?
0: I was in the cottage club.
1: Wait, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I knew
0: this. They was the, Andy off. They, they're going to sound so snobby, and I guess they are. Uh, there's these sort of it's coeds, sort of exclusive clubs at Princeton that are called eating clubs where you eat your meals and you socialize. There's these incredible houses with tap rooms in the basement, and it's like. You talk about taking it for granted. I was like, ah, cool. You know, somewhere to do. And then you then you then you get out of school a couple of years and you think, why? Why did they let children have access to such uh, luxury? Um, So what are you guys
2: just talking about? Politics and shit?
0: No, I mean, it's like any other college, but it's just, it all takes place with these sort of immaculate That's the whitest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Yeah.
1: It's basically like a fraternity and it's yeah. really together, but it's... Obvious, Nicer. Right? Yeah,
0: and there were fraternities too, but those were underground. And, and like, if they had a house, they were kind of dumpy. I mean, it, the eating clubs were where... Your junior and senior year, that's where you spend a lot of time. We did should, you did you major in theater? No, it was sort of a, uh, they call it a certificate at Princeton, but you can get a minor in theater through the English department, they won't let you major in it. So I kind of fell backwards into it Um, and uh, did a lot, like wrote my own stuff and did comedy and stuff in in college, but um, it wasn't like my my one academic focus.
2: Would you say that that's like, because you've been great in comedies and you've done so many. I mean, I remember, it's funny, before I even knew you, it, and I didn't realize this till a Dirtball brought it up, you're in that great episode on Always Sunny, the timeshare oh, yeah. episode.
0: play Harris Martyr, I think is the character's name, which is an amazing name. What's the name? Harris Marder.
2: That's a great M-A-R-D-E-R. episode. Uh,
0: man, working with those guys is fantastic. What? They're so funny and so synced into one another. Like, you know, they're running three cameras all the time, so the scene just starts and you, you know, you just take what comes at you. But uh, I love that I got on that show before they finished it i mean are they doing one more season something like that i think they might be doing another one
1: uh anyway that, that's somebody who deserves a farewell tour we've done we've done a farewell tour for every athlete if if always sonny shuts it down i want i want the last season to be a big deal yeah man i loved i loved doing that
0: show it, it, it's really funny i it blew a lot of takes laughing at those guys do you have a preference then
2: comedy versus drama or it does it matter
0: i mean not to sound cheesy about the show i'm promoting but it it, it really hits the sweet spot i don't want to do a comedy for any uh, I'll, I'll show up for a week or two and do a certain kind of you know, sticky comedy and mm-hmm. have some fun. You know, a good hard joke comedy. But if it doesn't have some like substance, sure. uh, I get bored pretty quick. I, I mean, because the real challenge is playing all the the sort of range of emotions and stuff like that. So if if, you, if there's none of that, you, you just get tired of telling jokes over and over. That said, like there's nothing better than getting a laugh. I mean, as you guys know, yeah. I mean, that's that's addictive. I, I wish I knew. I've done, <laughs> yeah. <I've> done <laughs> it. No, but
1: from, from you know, I don't watch a lot of straight comedy. That like I almost watch none. Um, uh, Silicon Valley is yeah. obviously like an over the top comedy, but uh, that's about all I watch. And I love, I love Casual, and I love shows like Casual because I think um, if, if something is straight comedy, th- you might get more jokes and more laughs per minute or whatever. But the ceiling on how funny you think something is, I, I think, is a lot lower than when something's so true and real. Uh, when it's funny within that, when it's funny within the drama of something, well, th- really, it's it's really truly that much funnier. Well,
0: thanks for saying that. I mean, I think I think our our writers do that especially well. And also, like, cliffhangers and bombshells are not exclusive to drama. We have them in spades on our show. Like, you know, we'll in and and this is what I love about the shows that I end up binging. Like, you know, a, a bomb will drop it. Some, something big happens at the end of the first episode this year, season three, that you can't help but want to keep going and um for some reason for so long that was the exclusive territory of, of dramas but i mean the way we construct our show is is like you're you're you become invested in the story whereas a sticky comedy i'm like i'm like yeah it's hilarious if i happen to have it on but it's not like appointment television do you have do you have any sort of process that you do
1: that you're thrusting. <laughs> 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 the
0: process I thust
1: what yeah.
2: is the Tommy Dewey thusting process uh, but, but I'm serious though. I, on anything like you know because what's your day when you guys are filming that's a long day for you
0: yeah I mean you know it, and it's it's a small cast you know it's me and Michaela and Tara for the most part with some other really great guest actors Nyasha Hatende who plays Leon who's one of, I think the He's great great characters on television yeah. um I uh Julie Berman who plays Leah who's the assistant um uh, I think is also great the uh but you know we we carry a lot of the load on the show, so it's twelve hour days. You know, and I'm in most days. I'd, I'd say I get out of every every ten days, I get a day off or something. Occasionally, I'll get like two days off, which is pretty rare. But uh, but it's a um, yeah, it's a long haul. I work kind of well tired, so I don't mind it. You know, I like to get up early, so um, I, I think I think. At the core of it not to get too cheese dicky about acting but like you want to work from a relaxed place and not this kind of high strung nervous sure. place. even if you're playing a high strung nervous guy you want to sort of be able to see the field you know and sort of have the game slow down for you a little bit so i like to i don't mind being tired doing it um
2: and then how long like 13 you guys 13 episodes this season 13 episodes last season how long does it take to film that
0: uh about 13 weeks okay a little so- long. i mean then there's some pre-production meetings and stuff and then uh you know we do the press thing afterwards so it ends up it ends up being about that's what you're doing now this is the the, big press this is the biggest stop on the tour it is isn't it um yeah so it ends up being about four months of the year that our show yeah a little longer this year because we wrote one but uh it's and we don't get a hiatus so i mean we're ready for a little bit of a break but
1: man i would i'll do this show as long as they'll have me i love i love making it
2: Perfect. Is
1: there a, uh, do you guys have, like, is there an end in sight, or it's like, we're just going to keep doing this? Because a lot of the, it seems like more and more these days, people construct an end before they even start. Whereas back in the day, it was just like, we're going to go until we don't get people watching anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of the creative, uh, f- uh, uh folks, uh, the people on the creative side of the show want to, you know, bleed the thing dry. I think I know Xander, the creator of the show has an idea of what he wants season four to look like. If we're knock on wood, lucky enough to get to do it. um, he probably has a secret in game in, in mind. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't really want to know. Yeah. So,
1: um I it, hope it's like The Sopranos. I hope it goes black, and I'm not sure whether or not you're alive or dead. That's, I, that's I, really I, I fucking
0: love. I had no complaints by the end of The Sopranos. I loved it. Uh, I think
1: it needs to
2: end on Tommy's ass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just a slow push in.
2: <laughs> just the slow push in. You've been working so hard on that ass. I know. It just just end it on your ass. But
0: it's never. It never cuts around to reveal what I'm standing in front of. What I'm doing. <laughs> it's just a. A, just, s- a slow push, just the ass. <laughs> I like just,
1: that, and, and and just the bottom two thirds because I want the top third covered by a hanging cardigan because <laughs> I'm here for the cardigans. I, it's cardigan porn for there's me. There's nothing more awkward than that porky pig look <laughs> with the
0: with shirt on and bare ass yeah. <laughs> dropping out of the back. You know what? You, you've
2: inspired me. We got, I, I need to get a flag and anthem cardigan and we need to do the porky pig look for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, serious. So.
2: I'm serious. We need to get a picture of me with I, my bare the ass. The day
1: the cardigan was ruined. They're like, people who love cardigans, I'm a cardigan man. It's like, man, there's nothing to make me stop wearing cardigans this may Maybe
0: the key to your neck this next phase you're entering you know you got the condoms get you a cardigan and something leave it a... on <laughs> wait wait leave the condom on and the cardigan <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i'm not having sex do you I... think
0: you can you can make love with someone and leave and keep a cardigan on
2: yeah i think i could
0: okay I
2: love how you're assuming it's making love. By the way, that's, that's a big <laughs> assumption over there, Tommy. There's there's no love making from my end. It's just thusting, just
1: thust 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 thust. You don't ruin thusting.
2: I don't know. I don't know how it's going to end. I think it might end this weekend, guys. I've been resisting, resisting the bumble because Joe knows how. Oh, the is.
1: dam's going to break this weekend. I'll tell you what. If it doesn't end this weekend, it's going to end next week when you get a lady over here. You put on season three casual, mm. and that's it. Pain beat dropping.
0: I don't want to. Uh, put this on our show but i think i think it would be a couple ups, maybe a good uh a warm-up you know just out you know yeah i got a, yeah, a couple drinks there's some sex in those first couple of episodes okay of every year i gotcha yeah i like this
1: and then you think well they're doing it and you, just, you just kind of it, like yeah i just wanted to check in on season why three. don't we casual. move i had tommy on my show the other day right this guy you know uh, you text me, I'll text you back. Okay. And then during or after then, sex. And then you <laughs> move, please not during. <laughs> and then
0: then then just move the one yard from your den to your bed. Yeah. <laughs>
2: low, low blow on my apartment size, right there, guys. That's what that was.
0: <laughs> no, that's um. I mean, I think it's it's set up for your goals. Pretty well, yeah. Perfect. I like I like this. Yeah. You, you know what? You've inspired me today.
2: You've, you've inspired <laughs> Thank you, Tommy Doo. You've inspired me to not <laughs> only crush season three of Casual. You've inspired me to go have sex.
0: Okay, do it, and I want to. I want to. I want to hear back. Uh, and I. And I'm gonna one last little plug. The first three are available on Tuesday. So okay. You can get a nice little mini binge in on Tuesday.
2: Guys, show. if you're listening to us right now, get off your ass. Actually, stay on your ass. Yeah, yeah. And binge casual. The first two seasons are out now, and then starting Tuesday, like he said, May twenty third, first three episodes.
1: I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go. I'm going one step further. You know, we're recording this on a Thursday. It comes out Tuesday. I say we put this episode out tomorrow. I want and if just like Tug is our official sports media correspondent, I need I need a dirtball to step up and be the official casual correspondent of the Dirty Sports Podcast, start watching from episode one, and give me a live tweet. See if you can watch all the episodes of seasons one and two before it drops on Tuesday, and then get that first three out there. So some dirt ball. Who's going to be the one that rises and shows me that they're going to watch, what is that, 26 episodes in the first two seasons? There's
0: 23. So 23. There's 10, we have a short first season, so 10, then 13.
1: So 23 episodes. So 11
0: hours of your time.
1: Yeah, before Tuesday's... Uh, before Tuesday's debut of three new episodes, my God, it would mean the world to me.
2: And you can tweet at him at Tommy Dewey says.
1: And I want to. I also want a run and count of how many different cardigans are worn in first Tuesday. I shows. would like to know that. Answer. I would like to know yeah. that. And if and if somebody's going to do this, may as well take sc- pictures of the screen of each different cardigan so I can catalog catalog all of them. What's
0: amazing is how seldom we repeat a cardigan. I mean, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of fresh uh, fresh thread on the show.
1: I'm not going to lie. I found, I was watching, I was like, I need a new cardigan. And I, uh, th- while I was watching casual, I literally paused it and bought a cardigan online because I was like, I need, I need to get a cardigan. Oh my God. Mary, inspired- you hear
0: that? Mary Kate our um, uh, who runs wardrobe for the show. Well, that that will mean a lot to her.
2: Mary Kate, you need to come over here. I need an upgrade. <laughs> Mary Kate. We-
0: I will say some of them are truly like ancient yeah, vintage you have the, things. You have some thick. Really like- thick. They don't make wool like that anymore. Yeah um and uh like really heavy scratchy shit that you got to be a real man to wear definitely not me <laughs> definitely not
2: me Tommy Dewey it's a pleasure it's, it's thank always you. a pleasure
0: thank you for having me i know we didn't talk enough sports for some of the dirtball
1: fans no, but i, no, I truly this, enjoy th- being here
2: this is i, I don't know what we're going to title this i'm thinking maybe keeping it casual about casual with Tommy Dewey
1: yeah is that too long seems, for right now? Seems redundant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we fight. Maybe just keeping it casual. Casually, with Tommy Dewey. casually keeping it casual.
2: Yeah, you're right. Keeping it casual with Tommy Dewey sounds way better. Why would I throw in the casual?
0: Thusting place? the casual process. Yes.
2: <laughs> and as you guys know, Hulu, you can find casual.
0: There's, like like t- if you, There's tons of good shit there. So if you don't have that, then get it. It's stupid. It's, it's one beer a month. That's and about how much it costs.
1: And it's hands down the best show on Hulu, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it
0: is. Thank you.
2: And they can follow Tommy
0: <laughs> on That's Twitter once again. At, at Tommy Dewey Says. I'm on the Instagram, too. Tommy Dewey Says. That's uh,
2: D-E-W-E-Y.
0: Yes. Oh, is there, there's some spelling challenges out there. Yeah, T-O-M-M-Y, D-E-W-E-Y, S-A-Y-S. There you go. With well, Dirt Balls, this was our Keeping It Casual. I know we got kind of dramatic today, but I appreciated dirt balls. Can Tr-
1: we get can we get Maddie Goldberg a uh, role on uh, on casual by the By the way, way his- Maddie
0: Goldberg's sister created a show on casual yeah. called The Path,
1: which is also a great show. Uh, yeah, let me see what I can do. Because his sister won't put him on her show. <laughs> no. I, I don't by the way, if we're gonna So we're working some other Hulu angles for Maddie. If we're
2: gonna do cameos, can I just have my ass in a scene? Yeah. Just my just my hairy white ass.
0: Yeah, you've been working lower body?
2: I'm working it all right, okay. I, I'm swimming a lot now.
0: I mean, the reason I ask because, as I said before, you got to be you got to be in uh, below me on okay. the sort of you know ass depth chart.
2: What, what's the feeling on tan lined, white, hairy asses?
0: <laughs> oh, it's pretty hairy,
2: it can be pretty hairy. That's fine, we can, it we can, can be like on a day to day. Well, this is really taking a turn, yeah. Let's let's just wrap this up, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, once again, casual season three, May 23rd. Go on Hulu. There's no excuses not to. And most importantly, while you're watching casual with your lady or guy, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.